So hello and welcome to the St Emlyn's podcast. I'm Simon Carley. I'm Jason Smith. Sam McIntyre from the college. Liza Keating from Reading. Sandra Regan, James Lind Alliance advisor. And there's a reason why we're talking today and it's a reason why we've got so many people in the room because today we have been having a fantastic time looking at research priorities in emergency medicine with the James Lind Alliance. Now this is something we've talked about before on the podcast, we've done it on blogs, there's been stuff in the EMJ written by Jason, true? True, yes. Uh, there was an editorial in the EMJ about 12 months ago. Which was read by everybody. Absolutely. And we've talked about it here. But the James Lind Alliance, amazing organisation that's done a lot of work with different specialties to get research priorities. Sandra, do you want to tell us a little bit about your involvement with that? Yes, certainly. The James Lind Alliance brings together patients, carers and uh, healthcare professionals in different conditions or topic areas in order to arrive at an agreed set of top 10 priorities that are important to people in those particular conditions or who treat them. So it's been going for quite a period of time? Indeed it has. It was set up in 2004 by Sir Ian Chalmers uh, as a way to address the mismatch between the research priorities that are generated by industry and the pure researchers, academics, and the uh, questions around health areas that are important to patients and carers and, and, and the professionals who treat them. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mix. It's not just a bunch of academics in a room deciding what they want to do because it's interesting and they can get a programme grant from it. It's people getting together with important topics which are facing the specialty, in this case, emergency medicine. Absolutely. And in this case, emergency medicine is a really broad topic area. You'll find lots of priority setting partnerships have been done in perhaps more specific areas. Um, And in those more specific areas, it's really, really easy to get lots of patients and members of the public involved. And where topic areas are a bit broader or where the scope of particular partnerships goes a bit broader, it can be a little bit more challenging to get those voices It is, and I think that's one of the things we've managed to do here, is get a patient voice in there and get patient representation and get them to score what are the research areas. But this has been going on for quite a long period of time now, hasn't it? So it's about 18 months since Sam from the college. Mm -hmm. Hi, Sam. Hi. You you got all these people here together today. You've done a load of the administration with the team from James Lind to get the emergency medicine community together. So this is, it's it's not quite the end of the process, isn't it? But it's about, what, 18 months since you kicked this off? It is. We launched at the college conference in 2015, uh, and that's brought us to this place we're at today. And we've been through how many questions were submitted in this process? We started with 214 questions submitted at the very start of the process. And we've had how many systematic reviews? Oh, there was around about 130, I believe. And the point I'm making is that the original part of this process was to get a huge number of questions together and you may have submitted some yourself and they've been through a selection process we've looked at the quality we've looked at the type of question we've done a bit of organization and then today was the culmination of getting down to the to the prioritization to the top 10 amongst the top 30 questions so Liza, you, you're doing a lot of research down south in the uk and um, so you've got experience about doing projects in emergency medicine how do you think this kind of research priority setting exercise is going to affect people like yourself? It's going to be really helpful for us to know where, whether what we're thinking is important in terms of what the priorities have been suggested, so whether what we're doing is one of the 10 priorities or not. So it's going to help us in the future. So for funding, it might be useful. Um, but I think it's also about getting an appreciation I don't know about you, but you know, when you're just doing, when you're doing a couple of small projects, you can kind of get totally focused that this is the most important thing in the world. But actually, having a more global perspective has been quite interesting. It's been really refreshing to see that the topics that have come out 
um, our representative of the depth and breadth of what we do, and that will be helpful in terms of keeping us in line with what we see as the specialties priorities. I thought it was quite interesting today because one of the things when you do these consensus exercises is what you come out with at the end is almost certainly not what any person in the room would have chosen as their original top 10. So from a mindset point of view, it's kind of interesting that you come out, everybody's almost come out of here slightly disappointed, but they've not. Does that make any sense? It's been really refreshing to hear other people's perspectives and to have had my own ideas challenged about what is important for the specialty. Jason, what did we actually find today? What were the highlights for you about what we discovered? So we, we've gone from 210 questions that were originally submitted. We've gone through a huge process of uh, making sure that there isn't an existing answer in the literature to those questions. We brought 30 questions into today's process as a, a short list, and we've come up with a top 10. Just to give you some highlights from those top 10 uh, research questions that we prioritised today. Overcrowding in the emergency department, I'm sure all of us face that every day that we go into work. Uh, so a really important topic to research. Um, what to do about the frail elderly population and how best to manage them in our emergency department. And then thirdly, what to do about mental health patients and how best to manage mental health patients and those who uh, attend the, the emergency department recurrently with mental health problems, how best to manage those. Um, more details of the top ten and the intricacies of those questions are available on the college website under research. We're going to be pushing out that information in terms of news flashes from the college via email, also via this podcast. We're going to push it, be pushing it out to the Emergency Medicine Journal audience as well. So please do, if you're listening to this and you have an idea of how best to answer some of these questions, get involved, get in touch, get involved in the college's push with the clinical studies group and the college's push in terms of optimising research. It's an exciting time. We've come up with a, a research top 10 priorities. Please get involved. Yeah, well, I'm going to be a top 30, actually, because we're going to concentrate on the top 10, but the 30 topics will be out there. Liza, did you feel that the subjects that were brought out today, are they fully formed topics? Are these things you can just pull off the shelf and go and get a research grant for? I don't think they are yet. I think that there are a couple of projects which would be straightforward and are answerable quite quickly, but I think there's a few more where there's a bit of work and a bit of talking and a bit of listening to be done. And Sandra, I think that's not untypical on these processes, is it? That's quite standard. Um, at the end of a day like today, you go away with your 30 questions and if you're starting to engage with health research funders, particularly the National Institute for Health Research, they will be following up with a conversation with you, Jason, after the day. They'll be helping you to think about how they could be made into more researchable questions. And I think the key thing to remember is that within the NIHR, there is a researcher-led funding stream, so you can make applications. You can look at all the questions that come out of this process on the James Lind Alliance website, not just the top 30, but you'll be able to go behind them. You'll be able to see all those original submissions from patients, carers, and healthcare professionals. And if you're a researcher and you want to put together a research application that might partially address a question or perhaps completely address a question, all the information you need to help you do that will be there. Okay, so it's been a busy day. There is a drinks reception on, shouldn't have mentioned that, but there is a drinks reception on, and we're all, we're all keen to do that, which is good. So let's just finish off by doing a little bit of a summary. So if there's one thing that you'd like people to take away from today or something that you've learned today, what was a big lesson that you've taken away from the process of running through the Jameson Alliance and setting the research priorities? In terms of the process, we've come up with a robust, reproducible way of 
prioritising research questions. And I think for me the involvement of the specialty as a whole, clinicians from all different types of backgrounds, doctors, nurses who work in emergency department, allied health professionals involving patients and carers in the process has been really rewarding. And we've come up with a top 10 really important research questions, but as you said, we've got a top 30 and actually we've got a top 70 really important research questions, any of which we could take forward to be answered. For me, it's been really engaging the whole emergency medicine community, bringing everybody together, and really working as a a complete partnership to find different questions that are going to really drive the specialty forwards and really improve the quality once we've got answers to these really important questions. For me, it's been inspiring to hear that other people are struggling with the same issues and to know where I could get some help. And for me, it's just a delight to see people come into a day like this thinking, this isn't going to happen. There's no way by the end of the day we will have agreed a consensus position and ranked our questions from 1 to 30. And I love seeing when it does happen, and I love the debate in between. And finally for me, great fun to meet all you people, um, which is the best bit of all of these meetings. But it reinforces the decision why I originally did medicine and why I then went on and did emergency medicine. And that's because when we work in this specialty, there are so many things that we can do. It's a constant learning cycle and putting research, teaching, education and meeting fabulous people just makes the job amazing. Tough times, but we do great work. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Sam. you.